Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Monday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up till the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, remember when uh, the NFL used to have an offseason? When like it was like oh man now we uh, you know we we venture into uh, the NBA and some other stuff going on and uh, you know we talked a little bit about Coach K, I, it is a full blown year round sport and, and brilliantly done by uh, whoever puts together this schedule to do the combine to do free agency uh, franchise tags the draft coming up the schedule release all that stuff full blown like where's the dead period in the NFL is it just June is that it. Yeah, maybe because July. There's, I mean, there, there's there's always something though. There's always something. It's uh yeah, pretty uh, pretty remarkable. So what next month is the uh, draft? Draft next month. Yeah. Well, free agency draft. You know, schedule you release know. will be after that. That's May a big deal. is like uh, you know training OTAs. camp. Yeah, OTAs uh, off season training. June is the the OTA mini camp, and then really it's 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 June July. That's kind of the quiet time. But you've got owners meetings. Owners meetings. Right. Yep. You've got some decisions because there's a deadline People too when the are franchise cut, tag released. Yeah, yeah, you'll get some of that, yep. but it's it's more of anyone who's on the franchise tag, like Orlando Brown, who the Chiefs are going to use the tag on. That's their deadline then to negotiate a long term deal. So if they can't or sign it, uh, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, nowadays you'd think most players would want to sign it. The only reason you wouldn't want to sign it is if you think that it gives you any sort of leverage whatsoever. However, it, it would be ignorant to not sign it right away because it protects you in the event that you get injured during that period of time. Like, let's say you get the tag placed on you like Orlando Brown, and he doesn't sign it. Well, he can go train somewhere else and all that, but if he gets hurt, he ain't getting paid. Right. If you sign your tag, that is a guarantee that no matter what happens between now and that deadline to get a long-term extension – if you get hurt, you're going to get paid. Unless, you know, there's certain prohibitive things in your contract you do, like, you know, riding a motorcycle naked backwards on a highway and, you you know, oh, you get fun. hurt or something like that. Well, I, I just figured I'd go that direction since that's, that's, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> that's oh, fun. Okay. Who, who was the guy uh, last offseason that got hurt training? Um, went to – was working out somewhere else, got hurt, and then – I don't think it was last one. Was it like a few ago? It was the tackle for the uh, Broncos. Yeah, what? God, why am I uh, not remembering his name? Uh, the guy from Miami, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and but he had suffered. He had dealt with injuries before, and then he went through um, uh, Deshaun Hamilton. Is that uh, is that uh, Deshaun that Hamilton? That, I don't believe that. That's yeah. uh, that's, that's but, Penn State. Yeah, are you um, sure that? But that's but there it? was uh, there was an offensive lineman who uh, who had some stuff last year, it. and uh, he had, you know he got hurt training elsewhere, and people were kind of like, well. I mean, why? Why should they have to pay him? Why should they have to? I mean, 
uh, Juwan James. That's who it was. That's who it was. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, thank you, Lee. That so Juwan James was a guy who got hurt training elsewhere. Correct. I, I think he correct. was he was training outside the facility, and it's like. So that was difficult because that was during COVID. And the problem he had was he was being directed to do that. He said kind of by the team. By the PA. Too. Yeah, and by the NFL PA. And so that's where he, you know, you'd have to file a grievance almost with your own union, which is seldom seen. So. You remember uh, last year when uh, Allen Robinson didn't want to sign his franchise tag with Other the Bears? And, and then he started to see what uh, wide receivers were getting paid on the open market. He's like, oh, okay, I'll go ahead and sign this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and take the, uh, the 14 15 or whatever it is, is million a year. This year? Um, who know? I mean, based on what, what the hell happened there this past season, what I mean, happened to Khalil Mack, man? Is it like, he was he's still a good player. He just got it's injured just, last year. Yeah. I'm just saying, I, just his name just disappeared off the face of the earth. Well, they're a bad football team. I mean, it was him and Aaron Donald in the conversation. Like say Von Miller, Von Miller those years, and Von Miller those three. It was like who's the guy? Yeah, between those three, hmm. that is one of the cool things. By the way, when you go to the combine, all these young cats, like who's going to uh, be the guy? Edge, no, 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 no. It's the edge rushers. They all say, oh. "Who are you modeling your game at?" Von Miller, Von Miller, Von Miller. Everyone, <laughs> everyone says Von Miller hmm. as far as who they're modeling their game after. That's an edge rusher. It's pretty which, cool. I think it's pretty incredible. I mean, he, he was a rookie when I was there in Denver when they, he first came on board. And I remember thinking, like, man, this guy is just different. Mm-hmm. Like, the way he handles a walkthrough versus practice versus everything. Like, he was full speed, full go, every rep, no matter what. Did not matter what it was. Mm-hmm. He, he was That's what uh, some of his young cats don't get. He was Elway's first pick. Yeah, I think he was his first draft pick. So when people are like, "Man, you know, John Elway just can't seem to uh, to figure out drafting a quarterback or what," it's like, I mean, he he did okay. I mean, they got a Super Bowl. Um, you know, the defense was pretty solid. They made a bunch of free agent signings, and you know, what wasn't you know, it, it hasn't been a, a disaster completely for uh, John Elway. They just you know the Brock Osweiler stuff went down, and uh, I think you know. that's truly amazing when you're good enough for talents to say things like that. That's a true testament of of the the impact that you have you know i've been a fan of von miller for i mean since he is at a&m i've been a fan of him and a&m sneak with like quietly sneakily they put in fine linebackers like i pay attention to to stuff like linebackers you know for some reason yeah um but they've done a great job of putting in linebackers and and von miller is like it was like okay you know you're looking at von miller like man it's, it's like the the standard that he set as as a pass rusher. And Miles Garrett now. And, and Miles Garrett came after that. So you know, it, it's just you know they've they've had it like I mean going back to like Corey Ott and all those guys and back in the days like A and M you know Dak when he he won he won the uh, I think he was the first uh, what was it uh, I don't want to mess up what what I want to say he's. Anyway, he's the first first Asian descent to win, um, win the bucket. Oh, that win, that that yeah. win, yeah, that win. So yeah. I mean, he they had some some fine football players coming out of Texas A and M at that linebacker's position. Yeah. So well, they're all buying them now. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, they are. Uh, hey, hey, I mean, they are. They are back. Hey, hey, don't don't put down Jimbo Fisher hey, and their, their approach look, and their hard work. Yeah, he'll, to get he'll, guys he'll get to come after there. you. Jimbo will get, talks, get after man. you a little bit. Uh, he gets yeah. uh, a little pissy about that stuff. So I uh, got to yeah. be careful. Mm. Um, all right. So uh, when shouts on, out to Von Miller. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, right. hey, you want to shout out Miles Garrett too? Yeah, shouts yeah. out to Miles Garrett. I yeah. coached Miles Garrett in in his uh in in the UA All American game. We worked. Hey, we did a lot of one on one work. Shouts out to Lavar Arrington. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah I just like being in the background of all this stuff. That's all. I, I yeah. like I like I like watching how things, you know, kind of pan out. You know? Um yeah. 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 Do you guys yeah. let me ask you a question. Do you guys think um at you know 24, 25 years old, you could have negotiated your own contract? I mean, I pretty much did negotiate my contract. Like I I knew I understood what I wanted. I understood I, I didn't do the 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 negotiating part in terms of, you know, the direct here is the contract. Let's go over the language of the contract. But in terms of, like, the numbers that I wanted, I had those conversations with my agent and with the organization every t- every single time. That that so I did I actually did in a way negotiate my contract. Okay, what if it was like a re- possibly a record setting? You know, contract? if I could if I could do it all over again, record setting or or whatever, I would put a cap and hire a a league certified a, a PA certified lawyer. I would use a lawyer instead of an agent. Okay, because well, what are you talking? Well, because Lamar, Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. Um, right. and um, he's trying to negotiate this contract with the Ravens, and uh, still we don't have anything done yet. And um, you know, it, it just—I just wonder how much of this is because he doesn't have that representation, or is there a real? All you have to do is be able to read other. <laughs> all all agents do is read other contracts and leverage the the language off of the contracts and manipulate the numbers. I mean, if you really get down to the nuts and bolts of it. And then it's relationships. So, I, I mean, I don't know how much that would play a part. If you want to, you know, uh, Steve Young did his own contracts. Did he? Yes. So it's, it's kind of like it, it, it just. It, it, you got to be careful, though, because there is value um, brought on by by other agents or other people based on, you know, what the market value is for your services, what other players have within the language of their contracts. I mean, some of that, that stuff is public knowledge, but how you go about obtaining it or how you go about structuring it, it can be different or it can vary, right? Like the numbers could be the numbers for one guy, but if you don't have the cap space to do that on your team and you're trying to negotiate with your team, you got to figure out other creative ways of doing it. Since So it's, it's not just like a cookie cutter, one size fits all. If you were saying the rookie contracts, yes, you could you could do that yourself. Like it is not complicated now to to do those rookie contracts what's becoming increasingly more comp and you know complicated is, is those second contracts you know depending on the scenario within your team and when you factor in other things like if you're a quarterback for example you know you got to factor in okay i need to get x y and z or other players to create some room so i need to have x amount in signing bonus x amount in, in obtainable um, bonuses right playtime bonuses or, or incentives that are likely to be earned like those are the things how you have to structure it. So, uh, I I think the the hard thing is is a lot of players have input on their contract, but time and time again, and I was just speaking with uh, Joel Corey about this at the combine. Even guys who say that they do it themselves, they don't. 
they'll have someone they'll consult with. Oh, 100%. They'll, 100%. they'll have, a, they'll have an, uh, another agent who will take a flat fee who will do that, or they'll pay an attorney, as attorney, LeVar said, yeah. to look at the language of the contract so they can explain it to them, and then they'll pay that, um, that attorney an hourly rate. Now, mind you, that attorney should be charging you at least 500 bucks an hour for his services. I'll take that all day. Right. But but again, depending on how complicated this thing gets, you could rack up some billable hours. Yeah. Now that's just that's just one year, but if you do a 5-year deal, you're not paying that dude over the course of the next 3 years. That's you know where you where you are if he's an agent. One, that, and that's why I say get like I never understood why it never turned into a thing to get a a an a lawyer to, to, to do your contracts because lawyers, you, you got to look at it this way for a lawyer to be able to do a contract to begin with, they have to be certified by the PA as well. So you have to be in. Well, te- technically that's not true. If you're a player and you're negotiating your own, you could have a, you could have an attorney look at it, look, right. the language of it. He could do that. But in but terms it, of like legal, whatever the language is of legal representation of a player, I, I'm pretty certain you have to have, you have to no, be certified if, if by – If he's acting as your agent, he has to be certified okay. by the NFLPA. But you could just have an attorney look at it. He doesn't have to be well, certified by the PA. I, I, I would want my agent to be the go-between uh, or my, my lawyer to be the go-between. Like I want my lawyer to understand it the same exact way an agent would. Because to me, when I break down what an agent does, an agent is, is – if you look at the, the, the root word of what agent is, they seek something out. They're they're finding something, right? An agent goes out and collects it or or delivers you the opportunity. In these cases, these guys aren't finding jobs for these these athletes. They're just doing contracts. So to me, if you look at how much three percent or even two percent of these these contracts are for these agents versus doing an hourly rate even at five hundred dollars. If you do the math, just when you get some time, just do the math, especially because to me, I would put a cap on it. Like all right. those billable hours, like right. there's a cap. I'm going to put a cap on the billable hours like and retainer. then we can, and we can, base, and, we're talking about. and then we can have a conversation as to, all right, we've hit this threshold of what you're paying me. Do you want to continue on? Right. I want to have those opportunities versus just giving you 3% of of a 50 million, 60 million, 70 million, 80 million dollar, 100 million dollar contract. One of right. the uh, one of the things uh, Trevor Bauer's agent did when he signed his deal with the Dodgers, she only took a percentage on what he signed for uh, in getting the contract done the first year. She's not getting a percentage any year Anything afterwards. After. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. that, that, that's becoming more popular. Yeah, because I think a lot of people, uh, you know, were critical, like, well, you know, she's trying to change the game. And her whole point was, no, it just doesn't make sense for me to get paid for on, something that you're not, yeah, you have nothing to do with. Like, I did it one time. Why should I get residuals for doing it uh, at the start? Because we've just never questioned or asked. Or that was the same thing with like the the group licensing agreements and different things like that. No one just no one chose to question it right. like I, they came to me to, to to sign it and i was like what i don't have my representation here i don't like oh just sign the gla like just sign it like here we're on the golf course like hey we're having drinks da 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 just sign i was like nah it's yeah. not new no. this, this oh. is my these are my this, this is my likeness this is my rights yeah. you know and i didn't sign it for a long time because because they didn't approach me the right way <laughs> but this is how it relates, though, to what we're I think you're trying to talk about. That's Lamar Jackson's contract is he doesn't have that individual. 
at least it, not reportedly or not publicly. It was his mom, I believe, yeah. coming out in the draft. And if you recall, teams had a hard time getting a hold of him. They had a hard time, you know, trying to orchestrate, you know, meetings or, or interviews and flying in, flying out, all that stuff. And it's now become, I, I guess you could say it's an issue, it seems like now, but that just could be, you know, frustration that that he's either coming out of the Baltimore Ravens. It's obviously not being leaked from Lamar Jackson um, (laughs) because if if he wants to get a deal done, he could get a deal done. The reality is, you know, he wants to play this thing out. Uh, I I think otherwise, you know, he would have maybe maybe accepted something. And I think you've, you've heard the Baltimore Ravens make comments like, Hey, we're we're here and ready and waiting, but you know, Lamar hasn't been um, wanting to push the envelope to get it done, even though, He's getting into that fifth year of his contract. And at some point, you know, they've got to come to him with a deal and he's going to have to have someone review it. But it's an interesting strategy for a player that I think is the most at risk of all the quarterbacks in his draft year. 100%. He's the most at risk because, you know, every injury he sustained, any lower body injury he sustains is deteriorating away from what he's capable of doing. And he hasn't, you know, he's been fantastic in some ways. But he's gotten to a point now where they've kind of reached a ceiling, and you're wondering, can he go past that point as a passer from the pocket, and can he continue to grow? And and that's ultimately going to determine whether or not you know he he not that he if he sees a second contract, he's going to see a second contract, but whether or not what he's able to do with that contract to see if he gets to a, a third contract and is in Baltimore for the long long term. It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com/slash/match. Limitations apply. All right, so uh, one team is very very aggressive in their pursuit of a quarterback. We will get into the latest on that coming up next year, FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. So uh, there's uh, one team getting very aggressive in the uh, quarterback market. We will uh, get into that discussion here uh, momentarily. I did want to ask you guys a, a question here. and just want to ask you, uh, you know, one of these, who do you think is faster? Who do you think runs faster? All right. So, so here's the, um, you know, let me know if you guys are ready. Uh, here's my uh, here's my question for you. A little hypothetical. All right. So. Kalen Barnes, uh, the DB out of Baylor, ran a 4-2-3-40 at the Combine. So second fastest all time. Uh, and that's actually the official time. So congratulations. Uh, they made sure to get that uh, scored away. So 4-2-3-40, um, second to John Ross in the history of the Combine. So let me ask you this. All right. Obviously being from Baylor. All right. Who's faster? Who runs faster? Kalen Barnes at the Combine. Or RG3 from a book deal. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who do you think runs faster? Uh, oh, wow. We, see, here's the that deal. That kind of totally caught me off guard. Mean? We already spoke about this Friday <laughs> where, LeVar, you weren't here. <laughs> so mean? that's why he's teeing you up on this. What do you mean? We were really curious to get your thoughts on, the, on this whole <laughs> book deal that now maybe wasn't. I yeah. will say this. Yeah. In the initial 40, it's Barnes. After realizing what 
was going to go down if you went forward with this, <laughs> I don't think anyone would be Nobody. close to how fast and quickly uh, RG3 <laughs> pulled up out of there away from that book deal. I was, you know, I was trying to figure out a way I could uh, groove that for and, you. you know, and, and listen, give credit where credit is due. It's the right decision. It's, it's the right decision to make if you're RG3. I, I tell people all the time, because I took a lot of flack when I came out and said it was a bitch move to do that. It's still the truth. And and you know what? And not only is it the truth, but a lot of people were trying to shame me. Like, you can't tell a victim when to tell their story and different things like that. And and I agreed. Like, I'm not telling a, a victim when to tell their story and when not to tell their story. A lot of people, he wanted to still work in the National Football League, so he didn't say anything. My whole thing is, is that it became a little bit or maybe a lot clearer that it was not RG3 that was a victim. It was him experiencing and witnessing what was taking place is what was 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 surfacing as the truth. So to put surviving Washington was misleading on his behalf. It just it just wasn't going for him and where he's at and the things that he's accomplished and what he represents. I just don't think it ends well for him. It makes things a lot more complicated. How are you going to maintain, you know, the situation that you have in media if if, if you come off potentially as someone who is, is basically a whistleblower, depending on how deep he goes with it? And you'd have to assume to release it out there the way that he did, it was going to go very deep and it was going to be detailed on his accounts. I just, for me, I just felt as though there's there's different ways you can go about having the conversation about a former employer and, and an organization and doing a tell all book is, it, you know, that just that's that's that you're you're violating the rules of engagement, so to speak. And and announcing its release date when you haven't even written the book yet. It's just like, I mean, what, what are we doing? You wanted dude? to like, see how people were going to react to it. I know. It. Like, like, what are we doing? Well, well I mean, you, you reacted kindly to it. So there was that. Well, I reacted <laughs> real to it. <laughs> the hard part about like seeing kind of gauging people's, you know, feeling about it is you don't have to put a release date on it. You know, you could just say, Hey, RG three is writing this book about his experience. Um, you can even throw out the title if you want and see how people react to that. The problem is, which Jonas just pointed out, nothing was written yet. <laughs> the author, <laughs> like... as, as the author started to dig into this more and realize like, Hey, my name is going to be on this too. It's not just RG3 taking a risk in telling whatever he witnessed and saw and everything else and recanting his version of, of, of his time there in Washington. It's also the author putting their name on it and co-signing with them. And so as the author started to dig in deeper, he's like, wait a second. This isn't you know so much about what he witnessed anymore. There's no concrete evidence from what I'm getting from this. Uh, okay. Then he said, well, he was sexually harassed. Okay, well, where's the evidence of that? And as he started to dig in deeper, he's like, I, I can't write this. <laughs> like, there's, I can't put my name on and co-sign with you because there's not enough concrete evidence of anything here outside of your opinion and your side of it, which, look, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. The reality is, though, you got to have something substantive to back that up. You have to have factual evidence, data, statistics, something to be able to back that up. Because just because you have an opinion doesn't mean it's going to be a right opinion. Yeah, you can say whatever you want, but there's going to be facts and data and stats and 
evidence to back up other claims or other people's opinions, which is, is what matters. And in this, in this instance, it was an author who said, yeah, there's just not enough here for me to put my name on this thing, too. <laughs> it's like, uh, all I, I think, know is... I think the conversation went. Do you think RG3 was like, all right, so how many pages do you think we got? And the for, guy's like, I, like a half? For all them, <laughs> for all them <laughs> haters out there that was coming for me, I, I expect y'all to come with apologies, too. Yeah. So y'all don't keep the same energy when stuff shake out yeah. the way that it's supposed to shake out. But y'all no. need to keep the same energy. Yeah. That's no. right. Don't, don't expect that, because for, it's, it's kind of like the official 40 times at the Combine. You, they'll, they'll be released. <laughs> At least like right. four hours later at 2 a.m. when no one's paying attention and, and social media already took the times viral. So. It was just it was so blatant. And you know, the worst part is like we're sending over, uh, you know, like go back and forth on the show. And I'm thinking, all right, man, we got the show planned out. We at least have a good map. And then I just happened to look on uh, like Twitter or something afterwards and see the official times. I'm like, all right. So that was just a, a complete waste of time preparing for a show when they gave out fake now numbers and phony numbers at the combine just to generate some buzz hmm. damn nfl and you know what we'll do nothing about it because it's the nfl and we keep coming back for more we're doing what, what are you trying to get out there saying man what, what, what were you insinuating you, you know oh, just shenanigans oh. I, I don't think they purposefully did i just think mark ross might be one of the worst timers i've ever seen <laughs> I don't I don't know his past qualifications or what else, but if he is that far off from the <laughs> official times in comparison to Charlie Casserly, it's like we, we need to send him to like timing 40 school or mm. something. Oh, man. It is um, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here, uh, FSR. Um, nice uh, gas prices. You got to be That's a millionaire awesome. to be able to go to a minimum wage job. It's just days. unbelievable. Five forty nine a gallon. What the F, man? <laughs> yeah, good luck and God bless to everyone out there, man. It's unbelievable. Uh, all right. Um, is, it, is it cheaper to, to to like charge your car at this point oh yeah much cheaper i mean I, it's, I just, it's not even a comparison even if you even if you go to like a, a supercharger somewhere whether it's from your home or a supercharger it's much cheaper and i'm not trying to like advocate for no ease and all that i'm just saying it, it, it definitively is cheaper we have a gas car and an electric car and i, I don't I haven't even noticed really much in my electric bill hmm oh um, oh, right. there you go. I'm about to go get all electric cars. So, <laughs> so in about uh, 10 minutes from now, we are going to have the latest edition of the BQ News here uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, so did you see that the uh, Washington Commandos, um, also known as the Commanders, uh, they apparently made an aggressive push at trying to acquire Russell Wilson from the Seahawks, and uh, Seattle rejected the uh, the trade offer. So, so it wasn't uh, good enough. Yeah, yeah, so it wasn't good um and it said multiple first rounders yeah that that was it didn't say more than there. than two it said multiple do you think seattle is maybe thinking let's see how this whole thing shakes out with aaron Rodgers because if he goes back to green bay and we don't know what's going on with deshaun watson all of a sudden russell wilson is the most coveted quarterback on the market you think Seattle is like, why don't we just, you know, wait, be a little patient because we think we can get more after some of the dust settles on some of these other guys. hundred percent, hundred percent. They're slow playing this. I mean, plus he, he should be, I don't want to say as valued as Rogers, but the reality is he's got two years left on his deal. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And he's younger. And so you'd have to think that like any deal with Rogers, it's, it's, it's his last deal. 
You know, if you're a team that trades for Russell Wilson, I think the way – I mean, and he's already been putting out clips of him training and all that stuff. But, of course he has. And well, yeah. It, but, but if you're <laughs> that team that's trained for him, you might be thinking, we got another good five, six years out of him. I mean, he's, he's been one of those guys who's been outspoken about wanting to play till he's 40. So you might ha- still have a, a number of good years left in him. Um, and, and it's not just a trade for the next two years. It might be for longer than you think. Yeah, I I just wonder because uh, Washington's really trying to do something, and and I don't. So we don't we don't we don't believe <laughs> you think. Well, they're, they're just, not trying. They're doing it, a lot of things. But at what point? Like, where do they end up? Because you know we talked about it. They did it last year to where they tried to get real aggressive and and kick the tires on every quarterback. I just wonder who they end up with. That's because every year. They're they're aiming for Russell Wilson. Who do they end up with? It's going to be. Uh, uh, Trubisky. Say, yeah, Trubisky. It's going to be Trubisky. Yeah. I mean. It's going to be Mitch Trubisky. How did you know that was coming out because the other day? It, or did you? You said it last week, I think. I, I yeah. didn't want to let it out of my mouth again, but it came out again, you know. Mm-hmm. It's Mitch Trubisky. I mean. That's who it's going to be. Look, I, I I like Mitch Trubisky. I feel bad yeah. for him. Uh, I think Jeez. you know. I think seeing well, I I, I think he was the scapegoat. Uh, and once you know, people saw you know even without Mitch Trubisky, just how how bad that offense was. They realized, oh, so maybe there is something to uh, to the Matt Nagy stuff that that we've been hearing. So I I like Trubisky a lot, but. If I'm a Washington Commandos fan, that's not the big get to go with the new uh, dramatic, amazing name change. I mean, especially when you when you, you, it's already come out that you've really been aggressive in trying to get Russell Wilson to go from that to Trubisky. If I'm a Commando fan, I'm like, oh, I geez, wonder. Man. I wonder if this whole name change is based off of loosely Dan Snyder being Cobra Commander. I wonder if that is what this was all about. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a show, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't have any reference. To I don't the either. Show. I mean, Lavar clearly watches so, it. Is it. What is it? GI Joe? Yeah, it's GI yeah. Joe. He's the you know he's the the leader. He's of, the evil guy. Yeah, though, right? yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the leader. He's yeah. the commander. You know, the, the Cobra <laughs> commander. More commando. Yeah, I, with the commandos. <laughs> it is. Uh, I'm just saying. I wonder if that was because I hear like conversations are. I heard the the aggression in terms of in persistence because he was there. He was in Indy. All right. So the 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 whole conversations that were taking place was really the agenda to get this new stadium and and I'm hearing Virginia, not the nation's capital. That's what I'm hearing from yeah. my sources. Now that might not be a military secret. I don't know, but yeah. or maybe I just put somebody out there on Front Street again by accident. <laughs> so why have you done that before? Uh, uh, no, <laughs> I mean by accident. I mean, give me a so, break. It's really early. Quickly, two dates to keep in mind. As we pointed out, Rogers when he signs or, or what he decides to do, and how that impacts the quarterback market. Because that offer, you'd assume, if he stays in Green Bay, is only going to get better from any other team that has inquired about Russell Wilson. And then I think during the draft, teams like to talk at this point in time and then hold all their cards until they get up to the week of the draft. And then you see sometimes these big moves, big trades happen because they want to have the draft capital going into it uh, and they feel like this is their, their last and best offer for some of those teams who are looking to do it, right? Like once, once Washington goes in the draft, if they haven't traded for a veteran guy or they haven't signed Mitchell Trubisky, they're taking a quarterback. You'd have to think they're yeah. taking a quarterback because mm-hmm. they don't have any other recourse. 
So those are the two kind of time frames to keep in mind. Whatever Rodgers does and where he goes after that and then leading up to the draft if they haven't signed a guy by then. And you're trying to the, – the point of me bringing up the stadium sale, what would be better to package up and say, hey, give us your tax dollars, help us out, be a part of this, and I have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what – what like, like Or Russell me, Wilson. Or Russell Wilson. Yeah. Especially in DC, let me drop let me drop the mic on y'all. Like here, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. I mean, like, when, when the Warriors got a new arena, it was a much easier sell when you won three titles and you had all these superstars and all this stuff because they were playing, you know, at the Oracle for years and then they, you know, upgraded. So, uh, yeah, that seems like it would make some sense. By the way, a, a guy tweets in. I'm assuming it's a guy. A Twitter account uh, sends in uh, that gas is 581 uh, by his house. Um, Jeez, that that Twitter account is the FSR Crank Shuttle. So, just wanted to want to make that clear. I mean, so. it's it's one of the most Apparently, historical um, handles um, that you could possibly um, have. Almost six dollars a gallon to uh, run the FSR crank shuttle. Apparently, Man. so everybody's going broke. I mean, you're, you're well, driving. Start cranking then. You're paying <laughs> your, your wage to drive to go work. <laughs> start cranking, man. FSR crank shuttle. I'm just saying. Yeah, you better get to work, man. Oh, better start man. cracking. <laughs> it's a picture. The I profile, tend to agree. The profile picture is that Bezos, uh, you yeah. know. Yeah, the shuttle. <laughs> Can the you shuttle imagine to, to how much well. cranking you have to do to fill that thing up with jet fuel <laughs> to get it into space? I mean, it's probably oh, a lot. Uh, it needs a lot of uh, momentum. Like, a lot of Way more than what, you know, yeah. the, the price of admission of should be. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, two pros at a couple of Joe here at Fox Sports Radio. This explosive. Monday edition of the program continues on with the latest explosive Help. edition of the BQ News. It's yours right here at FSR. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live wherever Get your podcast from. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, We're going to be back on the air, same time, same place, coming up tomorrow. <laughs> 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 Unbelievable. Uh, but if you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast uh, at foxsportsradio.com after we go off the air. Uh, it has been a doozy. Uh, by the way, bracket season is right around the corner for college yeah. basketball, and our coverage on Fox Sports Radio is powered by Indeed. Hiring, heating up. Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. <laughs> uh, sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, All right. Uh, let's just start yeah. off with the most morbid one I could find. This one's pretty, uh, pretty charring. 
box of human heads stolen in Denver. That's oh, wow. right. A box of human heads intended for scientific research was stolen from a medical truck in Denver late last week. Uh, someone broke into the park truck in broad daylight and stole a box of human remains Man. along with the dolly. Um, I, before I go any further with this, I'm not really sure it's needed. Who is going to be stealing human heads and why? I mean, if they get caught, they should be thrown away, uh, put away, and and the key thrown okay. away. They they should not be free. Well, first of all, I mean, it's it's not. That, I mean, seven months or so, but it's never too early to start planning uh, your front for of the house Halloween? decorations for Halloween. So yeah, that's a little bit but, too real. I mean, listen, a lot of people have those plastic skeletons hanging up. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, Joe Blow rolls out like five, six human heads on his lawn. That guy wins. Sorry. Yeah. How bad so, do you want it? Yeah, there happened to be a nearby resident who witnessed this, and uh, he was quoted as saying, I, I guess I don't see too many strange things happening around here usually, but, you know, you know, you, you never know. But he qu- was quoted as saying it was pretty shocking to witness this while walking his dog. I- <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Imagine that. You imagine that. Like, I know over here, oh, Sparky. <laughs> Some oh, guy man. rolls out with a bunch of human heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about hey, that. Man, one. You, know? you got to oh, take them man. in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let, let, let's move on to our next story. You guys know who Chris, uh, Kristen Cavallari is, right? Yeah, I know the name. Oh yeah. <clears throat> well, she's the the former star from the hills, if you will. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Probably better known to our sports community as with the other uh, Jay dude. Cutler's uh, ex-wife. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, she was seen Saturday night. Um, well, let's just say a male stripper took her to the candy shop. Oh. Uh, During a Magic Mike live show at the Sahara Hotel in Las Vegas, she received a sexy lap dance. Uh Now, I will point out, uh, and this is what was done on stage, she was covered in whipped cream while the dancer proceeded to lick it off of her. Um, Interesting to note, though, the, uh, the stripper himself... He was wearing a Chicago Cubs hat. Is oh. that like throwing low-key low, low key, low key like shade, shade mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at Jay Cutler, maybe? It's not a Bears, support. but it is Chicago. It could well, be support. I well, mean, it, it know, could be like, let's keep it in Chicago, Jay. I mean, you know? to be to be fair, they're the only team that's won anything recently there. So there's, yeah. you know, maybe there's, there's that. a little bit of that. I mean, the um, only person getting support from these photos is, mm, well. Yeah. <laughs> mm, Cavalieri. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, right. I mean, I you know, support. listen, uh, you right. know, people are into certain things um you know it you just, got one uh, life to live yeah just go ahead and live it <laughs> that is you know? true that's true Unless you're uh, unless you're collecting heads, that is, of course. Then the don't way, do that. Guys collecting don't, human don't, heads. Don't do that. I just you, you know, know there is just, a joke. Just don't do there. that. <laughs> there is. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 